0: Good morning. How are you guys doing? It's been quite some time. In fact, it's been since July. 2023 since i've done the last podcast i do hope all of you are well i do hope that this beginning of 2024 is starting off absolutely fabulous for you i hope that you are enjoying your spiritual journey i hope that you are evolving and growing within yourself and you are learning and leveling up in the areas of spiritual self-mastery that you have recognized since you started this journey with me Hello and welcome. Thank you for coming. This is Sister Toffee, creator of KMSC.online slash KMSC Mystery School, where we talk about the divine nature in your spirit. So, I would like to introduce to you a guest. Finally, I have a guest here on my channel. And I'm very happy to introduce him to you. His name is Fred, and I am currently attending a local college where I live. And he is one of my fellow colleague students. We're going to talk today about a few issues concerning spiritual self-mastery and maybe some other things that my spirit guides are going to bring to my attention but it's going to basically end up being something about self-love or addressing some issues that are important and concerning uh, regarding our world today and current conditions. First, we're going to start off with me giving a live representation of what I do with charts, okay, using Western astrology, processing it through ancient Egyptian spirit science so that I can demonstrate audibly how this information is beneficial. Okay, so um, I'm going to introduce Fred to you. So Fred, say hello to the audience.
1: Hi, I hope everyone's doing well and uh, having a blessed day.
0: All right, so that's Fred, you guys. We're going to do a live on his chart. So this is going to be interesting. Um, I've never done Fred's charts. This is going to be an enlightening experience for myself, for Fred, and for you that are listening. Okay, so let's get started. Fred's birthday is January. I'm sorry, it's April 12, 2003. Today is January 30, 2024. The numbers that add up for today equal number 12. Ironically, when I just a few minutes ago pulled up Fred's chart, the numbers that add up for his birthday are the same as the date energy today, which is a number 12. Uh, If you wanna do the math yourself, you can. You wanna add 130 in 2024. And then in a separate area, you wanna add 4, 12, and 2003. Reduce those numbers down. They're both gonna add up to 12. If you reduce it to its lowest term, it's gonna be three. And so three deals with the throat chakra in ancient Egyptian spirit science. Before we uh, press the uh, record button, I asked Fred, do you have an influence when it comes to speaking to people? Do they usually listen to you when you speak to them? And Fred replied, yes, when I'm speaking one-on-one. So um, I explained to Fred that he has a power numerically with his life path energy, numerically, and that is the power of seker, the throat chakra, ruled by Capricorn. That means also if he has any work that needs to be done, Fred usually knows how to get it done. He is a worker, and he's someone that takes work very seriously. And when he speaks, it is effective. He doesn't speak much, but when he does speak, it is something of importance. Is that true, Fred? Yes. Okay. Now we're going to talk about his his sun sign Aries Fred is an Aries and under the Aries energy using ancient Egyptian spirit science that is Heru Kuti Heru means the will of God Kuti means the uh, uh, coming back or the return or karma or the the boomerang effect what you sow is what you reap so when you do good things can you see good things happening for you uh, in your life regularly is that like a common thing that happens for you?
1: I believe that wherever I give out to the world, it comes back to me in fortune, in d- twice, mm-hmm. double. Uh-huh. And whatever negative I give to the world, it'll come back twice, double.
0: Okay. Give me an example of an experience you had where you intentionally, where you actually intentionally decided to do something good, and you saw a result of returning good that was actually noticeable. Like you saw the divine do so- something really great happen for you that you weren't even expecting hmm.
1: okay for example let me think um i'm trying to think right now any event uh, in your
0: life It small doesn't have to be really large any event where you've done something simple maybe you've been kind to someone or helped someone probably or,
1: helped someone on the road um they dropped their wallet uh-huh. and i gave it back to them and then what happened what happened next? Uh, Funny enough, exact same thing happened to me. Uh I lost my wallet on campus and I was looking for it for like a few days and someone came up to me and asked, was this my wallet? And like they gave it to me like the other day.
0: Wow. Wow. So that, that's proof that uh, the energy that dominates Fred's chart, which is Herukuti, is real. He's already operating in his dominant energy in his chart regarding ancient Egyptian science. This is his first time learning about it. And the irony of him actually explaining a situation where his dominant uh, energy in his ancient Egyptian chart is actually operating in his life, where he explains that what he's done for someone else, the same thing has happened to him. Um, I'm thinking about anything else that follows Aries' energy. Aries, basically, which is the dominant sun sign of Fred's chart, is the energy of the Lord of Karma. Basically, anyone uh, born under the Aries sign is ruled by the planet planet Mars. This also includes Scorpio. They are transformational uh, specialists. If there is something that's difficult to overcome, Aries and Scorpio can do it. I want you to explain to the audience... Anything in your life that might have been challenged that you want to share, that you're comfortable sharing, where you had to transform a very difficult emotion and how you went about doing it?
1: Hmm. I, I guess trying to comfort my friends who lost, like, a dear friend of theirs due to suicide. Wow. And um, it was the first time I ever really experienced something like that. To lose someone like that yeah. at an early age of 15 is...
0: Wild. Wow.
1: And like, in that situation, I didn't know how to really comfort and like, yeah, just comfort them or like, give them reassurance or Mm -hmm. help them in any way to like, feel happier.
0: So what did you do to give this person comfort?
1: Honestly, just stayed with them, stayed near them, not say anything and just like, stayed and like, be with them at their time of loss.
0: Wow, that's very powerful. So did you guys hear that? A lot of us don't. uh, That's an ironic situation, you know, to talk about that, because um, in life, I call it transitioning. I don't call death death. I call it transitioning because I don't believe that we actually physically, physically in this physical form, our bodies transform back to earth. But we have another form, a spirit form where we live on. I truly believe that. Uh, but, but but, that powerful statement of not knowing what to do and, and realizing that there really is a place of surrendering and, 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 and just sitting with the person, staying with the person, can be one of the most powerful things that you can do. Um, I'm thinking now, I wish that I had Fred around when I was going through trying to support friends and, and family and people that I love when they've lost or we've lost family members and I really didn't know what to do. Um, that's really powerful, and I thank you for that statement, friend. I think that probably is the most effective thing we can do in a situation like that. Um, we are dealing with a lot of different challenges in this uh, earthly realm, especially in the United States. You know, uh, we have people that are challenged with health issues. You know, a lot of us are trying to convert to a healthier lifestyle with eating. And many people have dealt with uh, pandemic issues and losing family members because of that. But uh, there's something we all have to deal with and that's a powerful statement. Uh, I'm definitely gonna remember that and I'm gonna use that in my life moving forward because I really, I really didn't know what to do when I lost family members. So thank you for that. That is really powerful. And um, I really wish I had known that uh, during times where uh, I lost close family members and uh, my family members and I needed comfort. We should have just remained around each other. That's, that's strong. Thank you for that. Um, also, uh, Aries, Aries and Scorpio being ruled by the planet Mars uh, also has to do with temperament. Um, when it comes to temperament, Lack of control is like a a negative tenet more or less of a Scorpio than an Aries. Aries, I'm still learning about. Um, You actually uh, are one of my spirit uh, family members because in my uh, Vedic chart, I have five Aries placements. So that means we're we're brother and sister in that energy. So Aries is about protecting divine law and order. So talk to me about how you feel about order and about equity and about justice and fairness talk to me about how you feel about that
1: I believe it's just natural it comes to those who deserve it and need it
0: uh-huh. it's
1: like a force of nature uh-huh. it happens when it's happened it's like you can't really stop it you can't really change it either if it happens then you just have to live with it and like not live with it, but like adapt to it.
0: Oh, you're saying, so what you're saying is you have to uh, trust that the, that the divine, that the unseen, that the powers that have created this existence are in control and that justice and equity will find you?
1: Yeah, I believe that.
0: Do you think you have to, okay, uh, what's the positioning of your heart while you're waiting for justice?
1: It's like depending on what kind of justice that I would need or okay. when it happens. Because like I don't really experience any injustice in my life, so I can't really say that I feel like any type of way about it. I just let things happen as it is, and like if so, it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen.
0: So you live a life to trust. You're, you, so in other words, you allow. You live. You're. In a, you live in a space of allowance. You don't. You yeah. don't try to control. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's a that,
1: perfect way to describe it. Actually, okay, so
0: you live in a place of surrender and trust. That's beautiful. I wouldn't
1: say surrender, but like definitely trust and like adapt to it.
0: Adaptability, flexibility, and trust. Yes. And, and what about hope and positivity? You just
1: <sighs> yeah, I would say that it comes along once in a while. Okay, but it's mainly just like knowing that well something will happen eventually. Something good. Yeah. Okay. So a... if even something bad, it's like even something bad happened, You learn from it, and you could definitely like use it on a future day.
0: So you keep a middle, a middle way perspective in life. Yeah. When the when the things that are so called bad happen, you find a positive in it and say that this is going to level me up in my
1: knowledge. This is going to yeah. Like you're talking to someone that has a different belief from you. Okay. You may not believe it, but once you talk to them, you learn their mindset, yeah. and you could definitely use their belief okay for a lesson in the future okay so you're saying
0: you don't always have to agree with other people to find a a medium or a connection of of balance where there's some equanimity or there's some point of understanding
1: exactly yes
0: okay and that i would say is a great way to promote peace and tolerance and uh is a great example of how we can move forward uh fred how old are you
1: I'm 20, about to turn 21 this
0: year. Okay, so you've heard it, family. Here I am, a 53-year-old woman talking to a young 20-year-old gentleman that is very equitable, uh, very intelligent, in my personal opinion, that has given us some understanding and knowledge about how to move through life, how to be balanced, how to uh, live in a place of positivity, knowing that whatever happens in the future, whether it's challenging or whether it's uh, enjoyable, all the, the things you experience are going to work out for your evolution and for the gain of your knowledge and expansion. Is that is that true? Yeah. Wow. So I think that was pretty intelligent. I think uh, this gentleman here is definitely an example of a divine being Uh, Like I said, today's numbers added up to a 12. Uh, We have 12 general planets ruling our universe, so this is definitely the universe communicating, letting us know that Fred is one of the divine chosen. And I'm honored to meet him. Um, I have been around the campus, but I have not ran into a person like himself where we actually have sat down with a peaceful energy since I've been at this school. Um, And I'm really grateful to have met you, Fred. And I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, podcast. We're going to go through a few questions that I have just off the top. I don't have anything pre-written or uh, pre-designed for this podcast. I'm just going to ask Fred some questions in regard to love. Whether it's self-love, whether it's relationships, whether it's family. And um, hopefully... The response that he gives will help you uh, in some area of your life. So my first question to you, Fred, is what do you think self-love is and how do you practice self-love and self-care?
1: How do I practice self-love? Hmm.
0: And self-care.
1: I would say that remember the good times you experience in your life. Everything that happened to you. Every good fortune. Even sometimes even bad fortunes.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: know that none of it is really your fault none of it is really in your control life happens and you can't hold that against yourself just know that you also have people around you to love you and always tell you to love yourself to always value yourself
0: wow that is so beautiful did you guys hear that? Fred said that life happens I love that I really think I'm gonna start doing t-shirts that have that on there, and then maybe in a small print, I'll put Fred, quote, Fred, end quote. (laughs) That's beautiful. Life happens. And Fred said, it's not our fault. And it really isn't. Really, most of us are living in a residual of ancestral karma. We're also living in our parents' karma, and we're dealing with present day conditions based on the decisions that our parents and our ancestors have made and the world as a whole, humanity's collective decisions, we're all living in a residual of the results of those that have been in leadership, whether it's parental or whether it's social or whether it's governmental. We are living in the residual of the decisions of the leaders and the kings and the queens and those that have been in power. And we're dealing with the consequences of their decisions so hopefully there are some people of power that are listening to this and that have enough consideration and enough humanity within themselves to take a moment to analyze exactly how are you leading and exactly what are you creating for the next generation or for those that are being the recip- becoming the recipients of your decisions, what are you leaving them to experience? Holding a position of power means that you do consider Those that are underneath you your subordinates or those that are a part of the the environment that you manage what the results are going to be is going to affect them that is a part of leadership so I think this is a message uh, for the leaders for them to get a uh, down uh, to the top um, not top down but a down top perspective from the ground level of what's going on down here Okay, on the concrete, it's it's not going on up up in the hills where you're having your meetings and you're talking. This is for you to get a perspective on what young people are experiencing today. And I think that Fred is an example, a stellar example of a very uh, uncommon, unique young man that is definitely not your average uh, young person is definitely not... Someone that is caught up in uh, the common culture or practice, or that is um, influenced by anything other than his own sovereign divine consciousness. And so, it's an honor to again to meet you. Um, I'm really grateful. I was just sitting here, where, uh, uh, in, the, in the in the quad area at this campus, looking at a school, at a, a group of young people walking across the uh, front of this building, uh, the administration building, and I looked to myself and I thought, they are the future. And when I thought that, uh, not too long, I had been blessed to get um, a small, short conversation with Fred. And I asked him if he wanted to do this interview. And he agreed. So I'm really honored because I'm looking at the future, you guys. And if we have a leader that has similar values and perspectives as Fred, we're gonna be, the future's going to be beautiful and bright. And so I'm hoping uh, this conversation encouraged you to see yourself... I hope you listen to this uh, podcast and you listen to this episode that you're in and and you inspire to do something for yourself. Maybe become a a reflection of what I'm doing, but do it for your cause. Take whatever you've been through and turn your experience into power. So that was uh, self-love. So that's beautiful, you guys. His number one and first response to self-love was life happens. Give yourself a break. Give yourself and everyone around you a break. I love it.
1: You can't control everything. Things will happen no matter what you do. You
0: can't control everything and things will happen no matter what you do, okay? I think that's amazing. That's powerful, you know, just to realize that there's some things that are not your fault. That's amazing. So the next question, Fred, is when it comes to... The possibility of connection with another person in a in an intimate way or a phileo love way. Phileo love is, you know, liking someone or someone liking another person, you know, and it's beyond friendship. What do you think about that possibility and what do you think is going on right now with people that already are in connections? Do you think these relationships are healthy or are they toxic? What's your opinion on Phileo relationships today, meaning love between two people in an intimate fashion. What do you think? Not married people, these are non
1: married people. What do you think? Focus on your own relationship, not what others present their relationship on social medias. That just, oh. Just focus on your own relationship between you and your partner. Don't worry about what you see on the internet, on social medias, because those are not what represent your relationship. That's what be- represent theirs, not yours. You should always communicate between the two of you because, well, communication, of course, matters in it. You can't go do anything without communication. And to find a more deeper bond between the two of you, find something that both of you will love, even 50 years from now, shoot, even after your guys are gone, just always know that your relationship It's the only thing that matters, no one else's, just yours and your partner's.
0: So protect your relationship. Yes. Wow, you heard that, that was beautiful. Fred says, when it comes to a relationship, for those of you that have someone, he says, focus on your partner. Don't worry about what anybody else has to say. Keep your relationship protected, keep it sovereign, and find things that you both enjoy together so that you can keep the relationship strong and have longevity because it's not just a commitment, it's actually your best friend, someone you're actually having fun with. So he's saying protect that and don't let anything come between you enjoying your partner, right? Is there anything, anything. else? And what else? Don't,
1: don't let anything else like influence how you could change relationship unless it's meant for a positivity in your relationship. Say it again. Don't let anything like influence your relationship unless it's like something that brings impact to your relationship, like um, knowing how to communicate with your partner or how to, what's the perfect present to give her or anything really that gives you joy and your partner joy.
0: Okay, he says focus on what both of you find joyful. Don't let other people come in and tell you what you should do to try to make your relationship joyful because it's just you and that person. It's no one else's business, right? Yes. So, you know, if your sister finds out you have, you know, a partner or your brother finds out you have a partner or your cousin or your mom or your dad, whoever, and they're up in your business saying, oh, you should do this or you should do that, you're saying don't listen to them. You're saying listen to your, ask your partner, right? Yeah. What do you think about these people that are into uh, 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 sexual toxicity that are trying to have relationships with, like, more than one person? What do you think about that? That's a reality today.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's talk about that.
1: Okay, so it depends on who you are as a person. If you're interested in that, then do you. That's your life, your choice. Okay. But if you're looking for a person that is, like... mm, I wouldn't say that's my type of relationship, having that type of imagery, or not imagery, but like... Lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. Just...
0: I mean, give your honest opinion of what you think about people that live that kind of lifestyle. What do you think they feel about themselves?
1: Probably, um, shoot, I could imagine... Be honest. I could imagine they delude themselves in like, feeling like invincible, pretty much. They feel
0: Invincible?
1: I could imagine they
0: That's how deluding. they are think? Yeah, okay.
1: because, like, well, they could go out and do anything to one. They're not set... They're not bound to just one thing. They, they do don't whatever have, they want, okay. Yeah, they don't have the confidence they don't have to stay to one person or the determination to stay committed so to one So you think person. it's they
0: lack confidence? That's why they don't want a commitment? Yes. Really?
1: Yeah, because, like, imagine this. Imagine that you fell in love with one person in your life, right? Okay, and that person then feels t- type of way, and they respond in extremely negative tone. Mm-hmm. That forever breaks that person heart. So, from that point on, they will treat every other person in relation the same way. They would just because of that
0: one person that hurt them.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it will be a negative upon negative upon negative. So you're saying those bred. people
0: that have become like that have been hurt by someone. Yes. And they haven't healed. And so yes. now they're angry, and they make other—they want other people to pay for something they didn't do that some other person did. Yes. So now they want to hurt everyone else, yes. but they don't even know the person and didn't have anything to do with it. Is yeah. that correct? Yes. Do you think that's a delusional perspective?
1: It is. It is. But at the same time, it's like they don't know—they don't—they need help.
0: They don't know they need help. Yes. Okay. They don't know they were with a bad person that shouldn't have done what they did to them.
1: Yeah, now they have a mindset that's how everyone's going to be. Right, well they
0: so they were with this basically so the person that hurt them was sick, mentally ill. Yes. And they hurt them. And so Mm -hmm. now the hurt made them end up catching their mental illness, their disease of hatred and inconsideration, right? And so now they're transferring this it this hatred. And, and this in this in this toxic mindset that the person that hurt them gave them now they have it. It's like it's like a disease, right? Like yeah. bacteria or something, right?
1: It could have started off from um, them watching their parents treat they each other like bad. That. So they yeah. may have been
0: in a relationship, but the, they may have seen their father and mother treat yes. each other bad, and that's why they think it's okay. Yeah. And the father and mother haven't gotten help. They're sick. Yes. Their parents are sick. Yes. Mentally ill, emotionally ill, and spiritually ill, they, right?
1: They, they didn't <laughs> they're separate toxic. properly. they still together. Toxic.
0: Yeah, still together toxic, or they separated, and they're still toxic. Yes. They, the kid And they're watching this toxicity between both parents. So then the kids <laughs> end up thinking that this is the way life should be. Yes. This is normal life. They don't know other households are not like that. Like, right. there are people that are actually some healthy. May, some may yeah.
1: realize it, but they're just too deep in their own hatred to really let it go. It's just a deep hatred. So you're saying this comes from parents, Not just parents, but... It's like a source, yes. It's a what? It's, it, it could be a source, Okay, yeah.
0: so what are different sources of this kind of toxic...
1: Look? Like I stated before, meeting someone and they break your heart so bad. So it could be parents, just, it, it could be
0: meeting someone, you dated someone that broke your heart. Yeah. What other situation could create the situation True.
1: Like this? Uh, It could be friendship, a friend giving you... Even a friend it, hurt
0: you? Friends can hurt each other?
1: Friends could like, give you truly bad advice uh-huh. and like, that end up breaking you. It could be any other source that okay. could really... So Make you're saying them. a lot
0: of people that are already hurt and, like, cold-hearted and, like, it's just life. heartless, they'll do something. They're, they're, they've they already, they're toxic and they fake, they act fake, and they try to pretend they want to be your friend, but they're really not. And this is before you get hurt. And then they do something really dirty to you, and now you become just like them. Yeah, and exactly. now you do the same thing they do, and you don't even talk to that person anymore, right? Most often, right. does that, do they do those people still stay around each other or do they separate? They say they I, they separate.
1: I doubt it. I doubt it. Unless like no. that friend has like that much control over them.
0: Oh, sometimes sometimes sometime, friends have control
1: over them. Sometimes they have control over them.
0: Yes. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that leads us to another question: How do some young people have friends that control? How do they have friends that control them when they're not the they're not their parents? They don't they don't put food on their table, they don't put clothes on their back, they don't let them live in their house. How can a friend control another friend? They could
1: have been there at the right time where they had like a troubling time in their life. Like for example, if they're person-in-laws, the parents, and the friend just so happened to be there for them.
0: Okay, so they use it against them. Like, I was there for you.
1: you yeah, Wow, exactly. they
0: actually do that?
1: Yeah, some people are manipulative like oh. that.
0: Oh my goodness, did you hear that? So what age ranges do you think this starts at? Do you think this is only young people, middle-aged people, so, older people? What do you think? It could happen... At what age do you think
1: this could start? Honestly, I've seen people up to their 50s still having control over their friend that's doing that. Still in their 50s? Yeah. And
0: and, and as young as what age do you think this
1: starts? I would say high school. High school. High school
0: is usually when it starts. You start to see okay.
1: and not start, but like I feel like that's where like it happens. It starts in high school. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what do you think? Like you said, you think the family dynamics with people's parents may be so toxic they start. They may see the the mother manipulating the father, or the father manipulating the murder, mother, and then they take on that trait of that toxic parent. That could happen too. To yeah. Yes. And then they start doing that to their friends.
1: Yeah, that could happen wow. too. Wow.
0: Yeah. So we're so what we're so what we're seeing here family is fred is saying this toxicity that's happening in relationships oftentimes starts at home that means there are a lot of people that are in households children that are in households where the parents are toxic and they're not looking to go to a counselor they're not healing and they're setting bad examples for their children and so we blame the children we blame young people but the real problem is starting from the top down yes so even leadership from so the leadership even in families, parents, fathers and mothers, husbands and wives, they are so caught up in their toxicity they're not thinking about the damage they're doing to the programming of their children's consciousness. So now they're teaching their children that it's okay to be toxic, and we want you to repeat the toxicity we have, and we want you to perpetuated into this world and we want you to be unhappy and then we wonder why children are doing drugs and why they're suicidal that is a burden to put on a child and that's horrible Yeah. so what I have to say is this if you're a parent if you're a husband if you're a wife if you've been married if you're in a relationship or a situationship where you have a child of any age That is living up under your roof specifically zero to 18 years old and you're behaving in a toxic manner in front of your children male or female same-sex relationship or open relationship you need to really consider what you are doing in front of your children what kind of energy you are projecting onto this innocent person. A child is like a clean motherboard on a computer. There's no software in there. They're innocent, they're clean, they're pure. And if you bring your toxic energy and your unhealed trauma in the environment of this child, that means if they hear you doing toxic things, see you doing toxic things, watch you doing toxic things,
1: it would just translate into, well, that's normal.
0: They will think it's normal, but you will be programming this child to accept toxicity, to put things inside of themselves and live a lifestyle that will basically make them depressed and make them want to self-destruct, right? So you think that's love? Is that love?
1: It's not love. So why do
0: you think these parents are having children? Why do you think they have children? For a check? Are they getting checks from the the, the government?
1: It could be that. It could be a dream of having a perfect family, but not going... But it's not real. Yeah.
0: Okay, so they're not... They haven't healed themselves or got themselves in a healthy lifestyle, but they have children and they're toxic. So they think the child is going to make them better, but they don't do any shadow work. They don't do any self-work. Yeah. So they get the child to project a lie... So that they can look like they can look like a family person, look like a good mother, look like a good father, but they're really toxic. Is that it what you're saying? It could
1: said? also be that you could the child had a deep resentment to their parents, and they want to be better than, them, but just end up being the exact the same as them.
0: So sometimes children end up with
1: resentment towards their parents, and grow up to be exactly and like grow up to
0: be just like the parents. Yes, and but they but but under but 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 secretly they hate their parents.
1: Not secretly, they could be open about it. They too.
0: could be open about it, the, so they tell their they could tell their parents, "I hate you." Mm-hmm. So you're saying there are a lot of youth out here that really hate their parents.
1: I will say it's less now than it was before. Like, okay, I mean like Gen Z mainly. It could be like that.
0: Generation Z. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think parents can do to stop this 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 subcurrent of children hating them? What can they do? What can they do to change?
1: This, I think it children, just this hatred children have towards their parents. I think it's just mainly learning of where it hurts the most, where your scars come from.
0: So, so they need, so the parents need to learn out, learn about their own scars. Yes. And they do what? Start trying to heal them.
1: Yes. What do you
0: What do you suggest they do to, to find healing for themselves so they can stop hurting their children?
1: Confront their demons. Confront your demons. Yes.
0: Okay, Fred says, parents, mothers, and fathers, confront your demons. Why do they need to confront their demons?
1: Because if they don't, you just can't move on. You don't need to forgive or forget, mm-hmm. but confront it. Because forgiveness is not about the other person, it's about you. It's about you letting go of that hatred.
0: Okay, so Fred says that healing is all about you letting go of that hatred. What about people that don't want to let go of that hatred and still have children and that are toxic and they want to bring toxicity to th- They don't care about bringing toxicity to their children. What about parents like that? They don't care that they're bringing toxic energy to their children. What about we that? We
1: can't do anything about it. There are systems that, like, meant to, like, prevent it. But, like, all in all, if that person is going to stay like that, we can't do anything about it. They're lost.
0: If you, if you, have you ever had a friend that you felt had a toxic parent that was maybe verbally, emotionally, or physically abusive towards them? What would you? What kind of advice would you give a young person that has uh, adults around them that are toxic and abusive? What kind of um, what kind of information would you give that young person?
1: Find your lights. Something that would give you joy. Something that would keep you in mind. Find a safe place away from the toxicity.
0: Okay. What do you think about the mothers of today?
1: The mothers of today? Uh,
0: yeah, do you think that they are motherly, or do you think they're all trying to be Atlanta housewives? I want, you, I want your opinion on that. What do you think about mothers today?
1: Even though I'm on social media a lot, so even though I see a lot of that happening, I don't believe that's, like, every mother. I think it's more caring mothers now than it ever was before.
0: Okay. What do you think about the... Uh, what do you think about the the dress code for for women today that have children, and some of these women that dress uh, provocative and they have children? What do you think about that?
1: Oh, they have children.
0: That have children, yes.
1: Honestly, it would depend. Like, are they do they still have like a husband, have, or the husband is like not in the picture?
0: Regardless to whether they have a husband or not, what about women dep- that dress in a way that is? Uh, that is uh, sexually uh, suggestive and they're a parent. What do you think about that? No matter what age the mother is, whether she's a 20-something-year-old mother or 40-something, it doesn't matter. What do you think about women that dress provocative and they have children, whether they're married or not? What do you think about that?
1: They can do it, but know that you're not attract a different audience. You're not going like, to attract an audience that is like going to be determined with you. You're going to be in a stable relationship with, they would just be physical, nothing but physical.
0: Okay, so you're saying that these women are going to be looked at as someone that want to have sexual relationships with people? That's just, Even though she's a parent? They
1: be perceived that's their only identity.
0: Uh-huh, okay. They're going to think that that's their only identity. They're not going to look at them as a mother or a parent, huh? Yes. Okay, what do you think that's going to do to the child as the child gets older?
1: It depends, like... It really depends on, like, the gender. Because, like, if it's a woman or a girl, uh-huh. they might take on the same trait as their mothers. Okay. Or sometimes they even, like, learn from that and, like, become better than that. Okay. If it's a boy, then it'll most times be... I, I feel like most times it'll just be different because, well, a boy won't really act like their mothers most times. Okay. it just Meaning, like, have their own image of what a man is.
0: Okay. Well, how will boys treat their mother and other women as a result of the mother being a provocatively dressed female? What do you think will happen with the men, with the boys when they become men? How will they treat women?
1: Hmm. I'm not sure. I think the way they would treat women... Uh Uh-huh. I don't think it will really, like, affect how they see the mother, unless, like, they really have, like, a detorted way of seeing women. I don't think it would change that much.
0: Okay, so he says that young boys really won't mind their mother dressing in a sexually suggestive way
1: when they're young, and that young... Actually, let me rephrase. If they're with their mothers, if the mother is, like, dressed like that around them, they would definitely feel, they would definitely have, like, a ruined image of their mom. They would okay. eventually, as they grow up, they just see the mom as, well, a cougar and nothing more. They just, not really a mother figure, more of a person they live with.
0: How do you think mothers can become more aware of how they're affecting their children with their decisions?
1: Honestly, either they come to realization themselves or their child, or someone tells them what they're doing wrong.
0: Okay what advice do you have for mothers out there that may have a son maybe your age maybe younger that want to have a strong relationship with their son Uh, what would you give them as advice as far as carrying themselves in a way where the son will feel like they can trust them like their mother is in their corner and like they can talk to them about anything what kind of what kind of behavior do you think the mother can cultivate to to make that reality of of their son trusting them stronger and and making sure that the relationship is built up even stronger as as they grow older okay what 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 kind of advice would you give a mother that wants to have a strong relationship with her son as they grow older both grow older
1: i would say definitely set examples of like being respectful to others, definitely. Um, always listening, listen to your child if they're having like troubles, if they have any concerns, and like hold yourself to a, a stand up, not stand up. Uh, hold yourself accountable uh-huh. if your child ends up taking like the wrong path. Say that again. Hold yourself. I should say hold yourself accountable. Um, that's
0: true. Yeah, that's, that's, that's
1: perfect. No, I mean like for your son taking the wrong path because sometimes it cannot be your fault. Sometimes you could do the best you can and they would just end up like that either way.
0: Okay, so if they take a wrong path or a path that the mother didn't support, what would you suggest that she does with her own self and her own life because she can only control herself? What, what advice would you give her when she sees that her son is taking a path that she doesn't agree with? What can she do?
1: Definitely definitely a voice that you do not support what path they're taking if they continue taking that path you can't do anything about it just focus on your own self and start moving on to start your own life because your life for your child is unfortunately probably over at that point
0: well you heard that ladies if you have a son and you are young and your son is young Fred is suggesting that you build a strong relationship with your son and make sure that you carry yourself respectably in front of him because you're setting an example of what a woman is in front of him. Is that right, Fred? Yeah. Okay, so if you have a a, a young son, ladies, and you are not paying attention to how you're carrying yourself, you have to pay attention because he's saying that you are setting an example of what a woman is to him, and he's going to learn about what a woman is, and he's going to construct his own perspective about women and how to deal with women based on how you carry yourself. Exactly. You are the first example of what um, what he's going to see in women, and you will affect how he sees women and how he interacts with women and how he uh, chooses to uh, engage with them. So be very aware of your behavior, and understand that your son is watching you at all times, and you are a walking episode of what a woman is, all day, every day, and exactly. night.
1: Exactly, he
0: yeah. says exactly. Um, so, and those of you that are that are older, if you're a woman that you and you have a son that does not live in a way that is. Uh, resonant with your beliefs he's saying Fred is saying let go because there's nothing you can do about it he's an adult and you need to focus on living your own life okay and the last question I have is what do you think about a daughter that has a relationship with her mother same questions regarding a son give me advice for the audience the, the mothers out there that are interested in building a strong relationship with their daughter what kind of advice, is it going to be the same thing? Is it going to be similar? What is What kind of nuance, What nuances are different in reference to how she can build a strong relationship with her daughter? And what specific things should she be concerned about in reference to how her daughter will see her and how she can build a strong relationship of trust with her daughter from a young age to an older age?
1: I would say it applies the same for the sons. Hold yourself... Uh, hold yourself to a point where, like, you see, reflect responsibility, respectfulness, and, like, you demand everything. Not demand everything, but demand respect. uh, It applies the same for the sons, um, where, like, but for the daughters, they'll pretty much replicate what the mother would do, but with more, not more ideas, but, like, more of a personal personality.
0: Okay. So you heard that, family. He says that you need to apply the same principles as you would with your son, but make sure that respect, demanding your respect, cultivating that uh, principle in your daughter is primary because she's a female. In a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a predominantly male, uh, top-down, uh, patriarchal society. It doesn't mean it's bad. Uh, patriarchal can, uh, power can be very beautiful, especially when men understand themselves and they've healed themselves from their own uh, trauma. I personally am for patriarchal rule. Um, I believe, right now, divine, uh, f- divine femininity is of rarity because women have been harmed and hurt, and they have not been healed. Uh, They, in my personal opinion, have been uh, traumatized by toxic males. And some toxic males have been traumatized by these toxic women that have been traumatized. Mm -hmm. And so we have this perpetuation of pain going on in the world because people are not healing. And so my uh, uh, suggestion is that whoever you are, wherever you are in your life, whatever pain you have emotionally, whatever thing that keeps coming up, As something you keep thinking about, that wasn't right or this wasn't right. Heal, heal, you know. Don't keep ignoring that. Don't keep pushing that down. God's source, the divine, wants you healed. Your ancestors want you healed. The angels want you healed. And heck, me and Fred want you healed. Right, right, Fred. Right. Talk to them about self healing.
1: Of course, self healing. um, It just mainly. um, How can I? Let me think of. How
0: important is self healing?
1: It's definitely important because, like, self-healing is a step to self-improvement. Okay. To know your flaws, to know what hurt you in the past, it's to know that you can make another step to your future.
0: Okay. All right. And how essential do you think self-healing is to success in the future in your life?
1: Um I would say when you when you are aware of what the pain and where the source is. Uh-huh. It's to you know when to really move past it and uh-huh. start to focus on what will make you happy. What will make you better. What will improve you you yourself, the people around you and your own life.
0: How do you what advice do you give? To, what do you, advice do you have for people that have experienced something that was unjust, unfair? and they are living in pain in secret and won't tell anybody about it, and they're just holding on to this pain, and it, it's, it's eating them from the inside. What, you, what, what uh, advice do you have for them to be able to transmute that pain and let it go so that they can move forward with their
1: life? You can't hold that in because, like, at that point, if you hold it in, you become a ticking time bomb. It will eventually burst out and lash out at everything around you.
0: So what advice do you have for them trying to get that pain out of them?
1: Like you did to me earlier, talk to people. Express how you're feeling. Express what you're going through. Go through therapists, fam- friends, family, anyone really to- who's willing to listen to you.
0: So I'm going to be vulnerable right now, family. I'm going to let Fred tell you what happened when we met, okay? And you don't have to be exactly specific about what I told you, but what happened when we uh, came into our encounter and who was talking to who and and, and who was the person expressing themselves? And, and what do you think about it? And why do you think this has happened? And we're doing this podcast right now.
1: You definitely expressed on how your experience in life was. And, like, it was really inspiring. And, like, you also talked about how people around us are... Pretty disrespectful nowadays, yeah. and how our society is like not really pitch perfect, really. But you also express that also having respect for others and yourself and people around you is the key to really keeping peace with yourself.
0: Oh, wow, beautiful. So he's letting you guys know I was feeling uncomfortable this morning. And I've, I had some things I was going through. I had a moment, you know, where I felt like something in my past was getting to me. And here it is. I mean, I consider everyone, you know, at a school that I go to, I would consider them a student colleague. We're all supposed to be here for higher education. At least I hope so. So I already have a camaraderie with people. I don't have to know their name. I don't have to know their background or their family. I feel like we're all students trying to elevate our society. We're all in you know, the U.S. and we're all here in an educational institution trying to elevate ourselves, which should in turn elevate our cities and our you know, states and our, our country. That's my personal opinion. That's what higher education should be for. Uh, so I'm no better than anyone else. I am a human being like everyone else, and I spoke to Fred about something I was going through. Fred's not a therapist, Uh, but I just felt open. His energy was, even though he's a, a divine masculine, I felt very strong divine feminine energy in him, which is that receptive energy, ability to listen, and he has done a stellar job at it, and I actually aspire to be a great listener like fred i mean he's amazing i'm just his poise and ability to take in this information is something to um cultivate that is is a very strong trait of a leader and uh, i hope to have that power that you have to listen uh because it doesn't it makes me the student and you the teacher
1: it hasn't failed me so far
0: (laughs) great So Fred, what's the last thing you'd like to tell the audience? Anything on your mind that you'd like to tell the audience about moving forward in life? Give them a word of encouragement.
1: I'd like to repeat what I said before. If you have anyone you hold extreme hatred for, forgiveness and you're trying to forgive. Remember that forgiveness is not for them, it's for yourself. To really let go of that hatred and finally move on with your future
0: wonderful how again do you think they could start letting go of the hatred what's what's the first step
1: always talking to someone you trust talk to someone that you know like a best friend a sister a brother a mother a father even someone you trust deeply okay talk to them so don't tell everybody yeah, don't tell every if your choice really okay it's just that i personally myself i don't really have a open trust to like other people at, okay. at all okay but like if you feel like that will help you too go ahead do it it'll help you more than telling the other person
0: okay so you're saying do what feels right to you yes if you feel comfortable with the person talk to them but whatever you do do not keep that toxicity in Yes. Don't hold that pain in. What will happen to them if they keep that pain inside?
1: You become a bomb. Eventually you explode and lash out everything.
0: And what do you think is gonna happen if they become a bomb?
1: When that happens then, like you don't want to do something that you really regret.
0: Like what? What's the possibility of not letting go of that pain? What's the possibility of how that energy, that anger, how what type of what type of manifestations can that anger and that hatred manifest into in the physical world? Like, how can it act out? What kind of things could happen?
1: Okay, here's an uh, example that I've seen on the news like a few years back. It was close to me, but like, it was a car crash happening. Uh, it was in an intersection. Uh, lights was red. But this car accelerated past its limit, hitting three other cars, killing ev- ev- everyone in those three cars. Wow. It was a nurse oh came coming from Texas. And I could imagine that she just held something in and it just exploded and she just wanted to end it all.
0: Oh my God. She survived
1: and like, she felt immense guilt, immense regret. So she killed how many people? She killed about, I would say nine people. She killed nine people? Yes. Do you hear that family?
0: Fred said that there was a woman that was a nurse from Texas that was driving in anger she ran a red light
1: it couldn't it probably wasn't even just anger it was just like a complete breakdown
0: complete breakdown just just in complete distress distraught her her, her energy her emotions her 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 toxic feelings not getting that out whatever her emotional pain was caused her to push her foot, put her foot on the gas at a time when she knew the light was not It wasn't gonna last long enough in the green or the yellow for her to pass through the intersection, but she chose to put her foot on the gas and run that light when she knew someone going the opposite direction could possibly go through the light. She took a chance without knowing if it was safe to enter the intersection and she killed nine people. Can you imagine how she feels? Can you imagine if when she wakes up every day, what kind of emotion she has to wake up with, what kind of reality she has to wake up with, knowing she took the lives of nine people. That is a burden I wouldn't wish on my enemy. So family, that was a wonderful example of how toxic energy, it doesn't go away. You have to trans... Energy never disappears. You have to transmute it.
1: You have to change it somehow. You could change a negative into a positive, but at the same time, a positive can turn into a negative.
0: Okay. So explain how a positive can turn into a negative.
1: It's more of... Well, for me, example, I'm like pretty much a positive type of person. Okay. But if you're you're a positive person surrounded in a negative environment, that will also change you will also adapt and change in that environment so you could also become a negative person so
0: you have to get out of that environment yes okay so that's the last that's the last question i have for fred he says if you are in a negative environment that you have to get out of it and that's how positive people can end up becoming negative and overpowered by negative forces because they're in an environment that's toxic what's ironic is that's something i'm actually going through right now and I'm using this moment and this connection and this blessed connection with Fred today. This 1212 energy of walking karma, the planet Mars, the god of war, in physical manifestation as an Aries in a masculine form but dominant in feminine energy, which is nurturing, love, listening, care, as a vessel for me to communicate with right now to share with you what I have experienced in my journey and what is going on in the world and what people are facing. And so this is a channeled energy from a child of Heru Kuti, the double wheel. Heru meaning will and Kuti meaning double or the return. What you put out comes back to you. This is Sister Toffee, creator of KMSC Mystery School where we talk about self-spiritual mastery and ancient Egyptian spiritual science. I do hope that this podcast reached you in a place of good health. If it hasn't, I hope the information has transformed your life. And if you would like to contact me, you are welcome to do so at self-spiritual mastery at proton.me. Again, it's self-spiritual mastery at proton.me. I'm available to do chart readings via video chat, audio form, or in written form. Request your chart at the email address I provided and I will let you know when I'm available and how long it will take to process your chart and also how to make payment, depending on what type of chart you desire. I do not have a website up at this present time, but I'm still available to do charts. It may take me three to six months to get them done because I have other people that I'm doing charts for. So it will take time, but it's something that you can use to understand yourself as a spirit for the rest of this incarnation, this physical incarnation that you're in right now. Do take care and have a great 2024, and I will talk to you, uh, talk to all of you at the divinely appointed time when spirit decides that they want me to do another podcast, okay? Okay. I love you guys, but guess what? The divine loves you more. Take care of yourselves. Peace and love.